Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. So hello and welcome back to Food Therapy. Today, Laura and I are doing a solo episode all about anxiety and romantic relationships, but also relationships in general, how anxiety can show up in relationships, you know, what happens when you're anxious and your partner isn't, or if you are listening to this and your partner is anxious and you're not, you know, some ways that you can support your partner and a little bit about attachment styles. So I'm excited about this episode. And I feel like this topic really came about just our own like texting conversations a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm excited too. I feel like anxiety has obviously come up in my life in many different forms and relationships is certainly one of those areas where I have to keep assessing like all right Lauren what are we doing here is this causing more anxiety is this helping you etc and obviously we always want to disclose that we are not mental health professionals yes just people who have their own anxieties neuroses and panic So Lauren, tell me how anxiety has shown up in relationships for you. And again, like this could be romantic, this could be personal, maybe you can touch upon both, but I'm curious how, you know, you've been impacted by anxiety. Totally. I mean, I feel like there's so many different ways that relationships can be impacted, even down to, you know, like social anxiety in certain relationships, right? So if you're like, oh no, like they're whispering over there. Like, are they talking about me? Like certain little things like that can totally impact your relationships with others because maybe you go up to them and you say, were you talking about me? And they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? No, like, you know, so that's, definitely a big way. I mean, it hasn't really happened. I've I've seen it happen with other people saying it to me. And I just have to kind of like, instead of getting defensive about it, say no, like I understand social anxiety, but you know, take a step back. But for me personally, I mean, in relationships, I think when I first started dating Austin, I always needed that constant assurance, reassurance of like, so do you really love me? Do you really like me? Do you really, you know, when are we going to move in together? When is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And now I'm like, what, it's almost five years in, which is wild. And I'm like, everybody's like, oh, when's the engagement? And I'm like, stop. Like, I, I literally don't care. Like, I just know I'm like, I'm confident in our future. I don't need to have like a date for that. You know what I mean? So it just feels so good to like not need that reassurance. And for me, honestly, I don't have like a quick answer for you. It literally was just time and like me learning to trust that like 
he's in it with me because I remember I was thinking exactly thinking like okay once I'm like a year in then I'll like think this is for real and then I was like okay maybe like two years in like I'll really feel like this is it you know so always kind of playing those games with myself which is obviously not helpful and just trying to live in the present moment of that relationship as much as possible and I did a lot of work in therapy of like you know trusting that what is meant to happen will work out how it's supposed to you know just through our entire relationship of being I mean we met when I was a junior and he was a senior so he was three months later he graduated and he was gone so for most of our beginning of our relationship we were I don't want to say long distance but two hours apart and there was just constant questioning I feel like because I had that anxious that anxious devil on my shoulder like pulling me down of like I don't know Lauren does he really like you he didn't answer this text message like it can manifest in so many different ways so definitely that I would say in friendships I don't feel it as much because I am pretty I guess the word isn't picky. It's just uh, selective of who I give my time to because if they're not making me feel, you know, 100, I'm like, I don't, why do I, there's so many people in the world I do not need to be brought down by you. I don't need to be seeking your validation constantly. So I would say that I was definitely better at that than I was with relationships, but yeah. Have you found that your anxiety has ever like impacted your ability to be present in friendships or like just impact how you approach certain things? I mean, I guess thinking about it, it definitely did in college just because of everything I was struggling with food and my body. Like I did not make the friendships that I would have. Actually, you know, it's I go back and forth on it because there are certain friendships that I'm like, okay, well, these would have just been party friends anyway. Right. Because I at the time I was like, I don't even want to drink because I'm so anxious already. Like I cannot have a sip of alcohol. I'm going to be even more anxious. So I would say like socially, it definitely affects me then but now so not necessarily I have a lot and again not as much as often recently but concerts anything like that really affected my anxiety I just hate being in crowded spaces so if friends were going to a concert or something back then like that would really suck for me because I was like I can't or you know taking a certain taking a bus somewhere anything like that it would definitely restrict me in the past like the feeling I feel like our anxiety is similar. It's like this idea of being stuck or not having an easy escape, even though my therapist would argue, I mean, you can escape a concert, like no one's holding you down. But it's not as easy as maybe if you were like at a restaurant where the crowd wasn't as, you know, as big. Yeah, it's definitely affected in those ways. I've also had my fair share of an abusive, emotionally abusive relationship. So I think that definitely played into my anxiety and my future relationships from there as well. We're the same person and it really weirds me out. I had an emotionally abusive relationship in high school. Really? What years? Freshman through like junior year. Oh my God, same. No. Yes. Guys, we're finding this out. How did we never know this? I have no idea. It's, you know, it feels like, and I'm sure you feel this way too. It feels really distant and removed. So I almost, and I'm so different, but that definitely caused so much anxiety starting. That was my first real relationship. He was very like narcissistic and also manipulative. And in terms of like my body image, which is like a whole other episode, but really destroyed my self-worth and self-esteem and body image. Yeah. 
And then what I found was, you know, after that relationship, I was definitely attracting guys who were incredibly avoidant. And so there's this book called Attached. I definitely mentioned it in a different episode, I think with Gabby Valdez. And with attachment styles, you have avoidant, which is someone who's like unable to get too close to you. They're emotionally unattached, like just emotionally not involved. And then there is secure, which the person is secure, they're safe. And then there's anxious attachment style. So I've always fell into the anxious category. And the issue is I constantly attracted avoidant people, which then perpetuated my anxious attachment style. So throughout my years of dating, I would feel incredibly anxious because if a guy said, I'll call you later, he never called or he wouldn't text me back when he said he would. Maybe he would be really hot or cold. And I never felt safe until like the relationship that I'm in right now. And the person I'm dating now, Jeremy, is incredibly secure in his own attachment style, really rational, really kind. And I've always felt safe and always felt supported which is just so different than every other relationship that I've been in. Totally. And now that you say it, like you definitely know more about attachment styles than I do, but I was the same way. Like after that abusive relationship, I definitely had a boyfriend that was much more avoidant and you know I was constantly questioning and it's funny because the first time Austin and I met it was just like a he had a bid night I think I talked about this briefly in another episode he had a bid night for his fraternity I had no idea anybody in the fraternity for whatever reason I went with him it was like a blind date and the next day he was like oh yeah I'm gonna like go to this day drink like I'll I'll call you later and I was like okay like see you never bye and he actually or text me later or whatever and he actually texted me after the day drink and I was like what people do that yeah a secure person shook like absolutely yes. shook <laughs> yes it's it's a really wild phenomenon yeah and for some people you know you can date someone avoidant and right. you're fine because if you're a secure attachment style and you're dating someone avoidant it would not impact you nearly as much right exactly as if you were avoidant sorry I'm right gonna... so you know in terms of So that's kind of like where I fell always with relationships and sorry, my God, I can't, I need to like X out of this. It's also crazy when um, Austin and I first started dating, I actually had a lot more anxiety just in general because I had been single for a period of time and I wasn't used to worrying about anybody else, you know, and not worrying in the sense of like, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? Like, is something wrong? But more so in the sense of like, all right, I have to like be cognizant of someone else's feelings again. I have to make sure that they feel okay, you know, that I'm like, you know, giving back to them essentially. So I definitely had a lot of anxiety when we first started dating. My panic attacks actually started to come back. I It was horrible. And he knew I had anxiety. And I remember we went out to Dumb Balloon, if anybody went to the University of Delaware. We went to brunch. And I just started having an absolute panic attack because our food was taking so long. And I wasn't 100% comfortable with him yet. So I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have panic attack in front of this guy like food's taking forever can we just get out of here and it got to a point where I was like I need to go I gotta go and he's like what what's going on like I'm like oh god he's gonna think I'm a psycho and that was in the beginning of our relationship too so my my last serious relationship I 
did not tell him for like eight months that I had anxiety because I was really ashamed by it. And I felt, I mean, I guess the best word is ashamed and embarrassed. And so it wasn't until we actually went to Europe and we were going on this train up a mountain to go hiking. And all of a sudden I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like my oxygen levels plummeted, even though I just was shallow breathing because my anxiety and all of a sudden I look at him and I was like I'm having a panic attack and by the way I have generalized anxiety and he's like wait what and I'm like I can't breathe (laughs) I literally downloaded headspace on the train this was like pre-medication but it's yeah I just I didn't feel safe to tell him yet and again like I was still so ashamed and I feel like from that point until now like there has been less stigma around mental health and more awareness So yeah, to kind of finish up my story, so relationships in general, constantly entering avoidant relationships. And I just remember this like specific pit in my stomach when I, you know, it's seven o'clock and I didn't hear from my date or the guy that I was seeing and just how horrible those situations had felt. And then in terms of friendships, when I say, you know, how it impacted friendships, I would say it's, I wasn't able to be as present a lot of the time with friends, I wouldn't allow myself to go on certain trips. Like all my girlfriends went to Martha's Vineyard and I felt like I can't be there. I'm going to get stuck. So it kind of took me away from a lot of those experiences. And then also, you know, if anytime I got really quiet, like one of my best friends, Georgie would be like, are you having a panic attack? Like she would like whisper to me because I said, like, if I ever get like silent, just like know that I'm probably internally panicking. And I've had a few friends like since college actually call me and apologize for not understanding my panic at the time because it almost took them to have their first panic attack to be like, holy shit, like that is really scary. And I'm sorry that I didn't understand where you were going through because it's really hard to know unless you have that like personal experience yourself. Yeah, even when I go through periods where I'm like, wow, I'm literally not anxious at all. I'm like, I don't even remember what a panic attack feels like. I'm like, eh, I'm fine. I'm like, I can't even imagine if you've actually never experienced it before, but it is the worst thing ever. And kind of a silver lining with all of this is I feel like because of my anxiety, I do feel like I'm able to connect with people on a much deeper level. And I am such like, I'm not a surface level person. I am so like, I love deep conversations. Like, and so so many and I like accepting my anxiety and my mental health I think has almost given me the permission to be like it's okay to be vulnerable and I've been able and when I exhibit that vulnerability I actually like make such better connections with people so it's really interesting like that silver lining piece of it all of the people that my life know about anxiety and whatnot like those relationships are so much stronger yeah I completely agree and I think it makes you a better friend it makes you a better partner a better sibling it makes you a better practitioner because so many of our clients that we see you know have mental health issues have anxiety and so just having that like general awareness and understanding I feel makes such a difference for people too and for them to just feel heard of like oh she gets it you know yeah I get a lot of people who are like I don't really want to see someone who hasn't like who doesn't understand the struggle like you know because it's different working with people who you know work with types of people that like that all the time versus somebody who's actually experienced it themselves just in in terms of you know being able to relate to it yeah and having that you know lived experience yes exactly completely 
The other, you know, piece to this that I wanted to bring up is let's say you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not anxious, but my partner's anxious or a friend of mine is anxious. Like, how can I show up for them and support them? And I think one of the best things to do is just validate them. And even if you don't really know what it is that they're going through, just validate them and say like, you know, I'm sorry that you're struggling. I'm, you know, it sounds like you're struggling or just letting them be heard, I think is so important and allowing them to feel safe and supported is also incredibly important too. You know, my partner doesn't have generalized anxiety, but he's so rational and logical and he's incredibly supportive. So he'll hear me out and, you know, support me as best as he can without actually having like that firsthand knowledge of what it feels like. But at the same time, like I still feel really heard and seen. I never feel silly. I never feel like I'm being dramatic. I just feel seen. And I feel like to validate someone is so important. Yes, 100%. And I also love the idea of, oh, comfort or solution. So it's like, you know, you're feeling really panicky. You vocalize that to your partner. And, you know, most of the time, I mean, think of when other people start crying. You're like, what the heck do I do? Like, do they want me to talk them down? Do they want me to just shut up and hug them? You know, so comfort versus solution is like, you know, you kind of just discuss it beforehand or it's like, all right, next time I say this, like comfort means just like hug me. Solution means like, I actually want to chat through this and like find a solution because sometimes you just want people to shut up and their advice is not helpful. And then other times you actually want to chat through a solution. So I think that's a really helpful thing to use as well. And one of the worst things you can tell someone with anxiety is to just just relax. relax. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's really just, you might as well punch us in the stomach. Just relax. Okay. Well, if I could, I would. Thank you. I'm healed. Thank you so much. I'm healed now. I have no more anxiety. Yep. It's so funny. I like every, uh, I see a lot of good like posts on Instagram of like how to understand someone when you don't have anxiety. And I always like send them to Austin. He's like, is this what I should be saying? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason that you should know that. So I send those and also what to do if your partner has ADHD. Like, I feel like both of those are really hard to understand unless again, you have that lived experience. 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a great way to kind of without because it's hard. It's hard to communicate what you need, especially in the moment because you're like, I don't even like know what's going on right now. So it's a good way, I think, without being pushy of like, you're doing the wrong thing. Why are you saying the wrong things? Just being like, this might be a little bit better. Let's let's try this out. I don't know how I'll respond. But, you know, you saying it's okay to feel anxiety a lot of the time is really helpful because a lot of the times people are like, just relax, like try to avoid the anxiety almost like sometimes you just have to know it's okay if you're feeling anxiety you're safe you know it's thoughts it's racing thoughts it's it's a response it's you're not in any danger yeah exactly and I feel like so much of anxiety is am I experiencing danger last night I was having indigestion and I still have it it's like really uncomfortable and I immediately was like googling things like three o'clock in the morning and one of my friends is in Europe and she was like why are you awake right now I was like I can't sleep I'm having severe indigestion which then obviously leads me to have other thoughts of heart attack etc but I think also being able to like walk down from that saying like okay like you're not having heart attack you are having like gas pain and indigestion. And so for people who are listening to this who feel anxious in relationships, like maybe some things that have helped us over the years. Obviously, again, like Lauren and I are not mental health experts. We're not gurus on all things mental health, but we do have lived experience. I will say like one important thing is finding people you feel safe with 
and supported by. And so whether that means a romantic relationship where you feel really secure in it or finding friends who validate you and support you and don't judge you, but having that sense of community and that sense of support, I think has been really, really helpful for me as I, you know, navigate anxiety. Totally. And I think going to therapy or whatever you need to do to not feel ashamed by it, because you can't expect that friends, loved ones, know you're experiencing it and it's going to be very difficult to feel safe around them if they don't even know what's going on and they can't reassure you right and also remembering you know if you're dating or something like that like my overthinking perfectionist mind would be like oh the first date I didn't feel safe like it's not gonna work like that I mean say obviously you feel safe like you weren't threatened by them or anything but you know it's normal to have some nerves and to like not you know blurt out everything about your life story on the first date but you know over time I think it's important to feel like you can trust that person you feel safe you feel secure you know, you feel supported, they celebrate your wins, and you're just able to have that open and honest communication. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I think there are situations where you will know if you don't feel safe, and it's not so much to do with your anxiety, but rather how that person makes you feel or how I guess you allow that person to make you feel. So for example, if it's 7pm, and you have no idea where dinner is, or where you're meeting this person, and they just don't reach out, or you feel like you're constantly reaching out to them and not the other way around. There are certain things that can help an anxious attachment style feel secure and other things that are probably not going to be super helpful. But in general, just being open and honest with your partner and with your friends is so important and know that you're not alone and it's normal to feel anxious in relationships. It's normal for your own anxiety to impact your relationships. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at foodtherapypod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.